Hello everyone, welcome to Mole Hill Mountain, episode 319, Andrew here. So, um, <clears throat> so I'm playing AI The Somnium Files, and I'm, I don't think it's very good, I think it's actually kind of boring. Um, I, I, I think part of that is I went into the game expecting something else. It is almost entirely visual novel. There is almost no actual game in AI The Somnium Files. Um, <clears throat> I don't mind visual novels as much. Not my preferred genre, but I, I don't mind them as much. Um, I, I do insist that they have some element of gameplay, like, you know, the, 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 the Phoenix Wright games or the Danganronpa games, um, uh, Persona 5 has some great gameplay, very long stretches of boredom <laughs> between gameplay, so long that even the in-game characters are like, man, wish something would happen, this is really boring, I'm like, yeah. So, AI the Somnium Files, I was thinking it would, you know, Spike Chunsoft, so I was thinking probably something along the lines of Danganronpa, where it's a visual novel, but has gameplay elements that move the story forward. So, uh, somewhat point-and-click adventure-ish. No. 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 Fraser Fraser, hello. Huzzah. Welcome. Uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, we're asking about uh, um, Hi-Fi Rush, which uh, is being described as an action rhythm platform, 3D action rhythm platformer. Yeah, um, I like music, so uh, maybe I'll check it out at some point. Uh, what was I talking about? AI the Somnium Files. So, uh, things I like. Uh, it's I like the aesthetic, the style. Um, uh, the characters are, are fun. Uh, the story is um, neat so far. I also kind of expected something closer to Danganronpa, Phoenix Wright, Persona 5, where it's broken up into chapters, where there's like... Uh, the, the, the premise of the game is you are a police officer who works for a certain division that enables you to dive into the dreams of other people to figure out, to get clues and solve murders and stuff, right? So the beginning of a game, there's a dead body at an abandonment, abandoned amusement park. And it's your job to find out who done it. I figured that after four or five hours, you'd figure out who done it and move on to the next case. No, it appears after, I don't know how far, in the, over ten hours. Uh, it appears that it's just this one murder mystery. That's the entire game. Which is fine. Just means I approached the game wrong again. <clears throat> uh, sounds like uh, Persona 5. Uh, in, a, in a sense, except it's way more linear narrative, in Persona 5, uh, there is actual gameplay. You go into dungeons and you wander around and you loot the place and you fight monsters with an actual turn-based battle system. Ton of fun. Very stylish. A lot of fun. Uh, once you're done with that, then you just hang out for several weeks until s the story decides to get moving again. You can do other things, like you can talk to your friends, or you could eat at a restaurant, or you could go watch a movie at the theater. Unfortunately, almost all of these activities... Imagine you were playing Yakuza, and you point Kiryu to the nearest karaoke bar, and you pay your, you know, 2,000 yen cover fee, whatever it is, and you go in, and you get a little text box on the screen that says, 
Kiryu sang and drank and had a good time. And now it's nighttime. Oh. Well, that's boring. Most of the activities in Persona 5 are like that. The game just tells you that you did a fun thing. Which is not fun. Actually doing fun things is fun. To the game's credit, it actually does have a pretty decent batting cage minigame. That's cool. But, yeah, most of it is very, very dull. Um, however, you do have the option to run around and do these very, very dull activities for several weeks until the plot sees fit to start moving again. Um, in AI, the Somnium Files, uh, it's it at least doesn't have that pacing problem. Uh, the story is constantly moving forward, you have almost no control about where you go and when. So, But at least there's no downtime where the characters are like, wow, I wish something would happen because it's really, really boring right now. And Yeah. Um, so, every character you meet, ha you can choose from a list of questions to ask them, but you have to ask them everything, for the most part. So, it's essentially just talk to everybody. But you don't really choose where to go and who to talk to. The game just says, we're going here now, and you're going to talk to everyone until they have nothing more to say to you. Then we're going here. And the writing's fine, the characters are fun, the story's fine. There's just... Make an anime. If you're not going to make a game... Make a TV show or a movie or something. It's really weird. So, um, once you get a couple hours into the game, uh, you will get a list of places to go. It's like, okay, I have to go to the bar and the shrine and the Yakuza office. You can choose what order you go in. It doesn't matter. You're going to have to go to all three and ask everyone there every question that the game prompts you to ask. So... Again, you may as well be reading a book or watching a TV show. Now, where you get into kind of gameplay is where you dive into people's dreams to ferret out clues to solve murders. And this is the hook of the game. Um, the dreams operate on dream logic, so they, they're kind of like the wackiest, most nonsensical, old-school point-and-click adventures. Like, um... There's a laundry hamper. How would you like to interact with the laundry hamper? Would you like to open it up and see if there's anything inside? Would you like to introduce yourself to the laundry basket? Or would you like to tackle it? And it's a dream, so... If it were the real world, you just open the laundry basket see if there's anything inside. There's no reason to talk to or tackle a laundry basket. But in a dream, there might be. Who knows what effect that might have? So that's kind of a neat idea. You're, you're put in a room with several things you can interact with in multitude, interesting and funny ways. And that's, that's interesting and that's fun and that's neat. Where does the game come in? Well, it's timed. You have six minutes to figure out the dream, the dream puzzle, right? Uh, every action you take costs a certain number of seconds. So you can't do everything. You have to uh, figure out what you need to do to get through the dream. So there's a goal that you can fail. So that's actually a game. Okay, cool. Here's the problem, though. It's not a good game. Because there's no way to be good at it. Because it's dream logic, you essentially just pick options until you randomly find the correct ones. And if you run out of time, you restart it, but now you know what the correct options are so you can get through it without the timer counting all the way down. It's kind of like... If I, lay, if I took a deck of cards and laid all the cards face down on the floor in a grid and said, okay, 
you have to find the four aces. You know, you can only flip over one card at a time, and you only get ten flips. Can you find all the aces? If you can't find them in ten flips, yeah, you turn all the cards over again and you start over. But the cards stay in the same place. That's not a very good game. Because there's no way to know where the aces are. There's no way to intuit it or logic it out or figure it out with context clues or environmental clues. It's just randomly guessing what the right thing is until you get it right. However, the cards all have very pretty art on the flip side and they are a joy to look at. So that's not nothing. Um, also, I've been playing this game for over 10 hours, probably 12 or 13 hours. There have only been three segments so far where you dive into dreams. Most of it is just wandering around town and talking to people. I mean, the story has forward momentum. I will give it that. It doesn't drag its feet like Persona 5 does. But it also doesn't have gameplay like Persona 5 does. It's got a lot of style. It's got some fun characters. It's got some genuinely funny dialogue and ops. Because you can move the cursor around and look at things around the room. And there's oftentimes very humorous um, observations. And the dream sequences, it, it is fun to just play around with stuff and try yelling at and punching things in a dream just to see what will happen. That's, that is entertaining, but overall I have to say AI The Somnium Files is kind of boring. I think I would enjoy it better as a show than a game, because there's just almost no game there. And I bought both games, both AI Somnium Files and AI Somnium Files something initiative, whatever it's called, because they were very cheap. They were on sale for like 15 bucks. So, um, but I'm going to play through both of them because I paid good money for them, damn it. <laughs> so, and I'm not hating it. I'm not even, but it, it is a little, I wish there was some game there. And it's frustrating because if it were closer to a point-and-click adventure, I think it would be fine. There's there's actually a shootout sequence uh, where uh, Date, the, uh, the, the, the protagonist, has to figure out how to survive a shootout. And he does it in your typical, very funny adventure game way. Uh, they're in a residential alley. So he shoots a hanger of a, a, someone's airing their 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 laundry on a you know balcony on the second floor. So he shoots the hanger and ladies' undies fall in the street and the and the the male shooty protagonists or antagonists are like underwear. Wee! That's funny, but it's not something I figured out on my own by poking and prodding the environment. No, it's just something the game told me to do. Hey, shoot there. Okay. Now shoot there. Okay. Funny thing happened, yeah? Yeah, but, I mean, would have been more satisfying if I'd figured it out. Oh, hold that thought. Okay. Shoot there now. Alright. Wasn't that fun? I mean, yeah, but I didn't really do anything. Again, I think this would just work better as a show. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, if... Demon? I've never known how to pronounce that. Um, mean... Uh, I mean, Persona 5 has gameplay. It's a one-third visual novel, one-third time, time management game, and one-third dungeon crawler. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's just the visual novel part is really, really boring. Because there's nothing to do. That's that's the problem I have with it. You uh, you f you get a palace, you do the palace, and then you have to wait like two weeks 
until you get to the arbitrary date when the person's heart is stolen or whatever. And there's just nothing to do. I mean, you you could go into the the uh, the tunnels, but that's boring because it's just this very bland. And the combat's still great, but it's no fun to run around because it's just this really bland, randomly generated dungeon that's just boring. Fighting is still good. I still really like the combat, but but once you finish the palace, then you just kind of hang around for two weeks. You know, I mean, you you can. Hang out with your friends and make coffee and make your high school teacher do your laundry. You can do that. You can take a bath. Yep. And then uh, the 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 you know two weeks later the results of the the beating the palace come out. It's like yay we win. And then you have to wait two or three sometimes more weeks until the next plot point in the game rolls around. It's really to me it's really is unbelievably dull. At least at least AI Somnium Files keeps moving. The story is continuously you're not controlling much, you're not doing much of anything but the story is rolling forward. So I'd say Persona 5's better. <laughs> you know, but um but yeah, um I'm I'm kind of disappointed. Disappointed. All right. Uh, he uh, says it's not pacing issues. Persona games are about developing relationships. Sure, it's just poorly done. In, in Persona Five, I haven't played the other ones. Um, I don't like most of the characters. Uh, most of the it's not that I dislike most of the characters. I just don't like most of the characters the protagonist is utterly boring he has absolutely no personality and I have no earthly clue why anyone likes him because again he has no personality whatsoever um Ryuji what's his name the kid with the blonde hair he's kind of fun uh Anne is kind of bland the cat's funny um who else is there oh the, the painter guy don't like him Really don't like the, the 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 young detective guy, whatever it is. God, he sucks. And the game th the game really seems to think he is just the bee's knees, but he's not. He's genuinely really stupid. And it's frustrating how smart the game seems to think he is, and he's really, really, really not. He's always wrong about everything. Always, I hate that character. Um. The guy who owns the bar is kind of an asshole. I don't understand the relationship with the teacher. Um, again, it's not like I don't... I actively dislike most of these characters. I just don't like them. And the relationships are just... I like, I like the mechanic of developing relationships to get perks that you can use in battle i think that's really neat and i think that the perks that they i was planning on talking about ai but i guess we're talking about persona 5 uh more interesting game i guess at least mechanically um <clears throat> as you rank up with the various characters you earn usually passive perks that are useful in battle and they're really interesting and really well thought out i just wish i cared about any of these characters because I for the most part I just don't the shogi shogi yeah the shogi girl she she's fun the gymnast girl's kind of bland um and sister's an asshole uh it's kind of the theme of the game is adults are assholes at least from the perspective of kids so but yeah I'm I'm just not into most of the characters so i don't really want to hang out with them i've i've had the op i'm far enough through the game that i've had the opportunity to take our relationship to the next level with three of the characters and each time i was like nah especially not my teacher like nah just no why don't want to of course i'm kind of always that way in games i 
Like, I'm not marrying anybody in Rune Factory. Screw all y'all. <laughs> yeah. Bachelor's life for me. <clears throat> oh, let's see. Uh, Lee says, why do they have you choose if you have to pick all three anyway? If you, if you mean, like, uh, the, the dialogue choices, I think it's a way to just give you some control. Uh, and also just to kind of break up the information dump. Because otherwise, you would just be watching a several hour long cutscene. You know, when, they, when you've got two characters on the scene, and you can choose which character you talk to and which dialogue op which question you want to ask them you exercise a bit of control and each response is you know three to five text boxes it's not as overwhelming as it would be if you hit the scene and it just went through you know 50 dialogue boxes in order i mean it's essentially the same thing but i think that's one of the reasons why they break it up like that um, sounds kind of unfun. Uh, yeah. I mean, you better be... Re That's the thing about visual novels. You better be really into the story and like the characters and and, and such. And, and the world that they exist in. Because otherwise it's just really dull. But visual novels, for me, for the most part, I'm like, I mean, pure visual novels, I'm like, just make a show. You know, I, I don't know why you're making a video game if there's no game. You know? But, but that's a me thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You'll eventually get a right of state. Uh, Cat, whoa! Hello. Uh, well, we're kind of flopping back and forth between uh, Persona 5 and AI the Somnium Files. Um, F says, uh, I don't think Persona 5 is for you because a huge part of the Persona games is the relationship development that you think is wasting time. No, no, no. It, it, it's... Uh, let, let me uh, let me clarify that. Building relationships isn't wasting time. It's that there's just so much damn time between actual events of, you know, between the, the palaces, right? It's boring. There's just not enough stuff to do, and most of what you can do is not interesting. The batting cages? It, let's say you're totally into all the relationship stuff, which is essentially just hanging out with people. What are you doing? You're essentially going to someone and talking to them, usually in a new place. You'll, like, meet Ryuji, and it's like, hey, let's go exercise at the gym. And then... So you have a conversation with him and what he's been doing, what he's thinking about at the gym. Are there any weightlifting minigames? No. Is there even a cutscene of them working out? No. You just go talk to the characters somewhere else. And if you're into the characters and you're into the writing, and the, and the characters in writing are not bad, I'm just not into most of the characters, that's a me thing, uh, it's fine. But... Here's the thing. There's like, as I was talking, there's like two to three weeks, in-game weeks, between major events. So there's just, you're just spinning your wheels. And it's like, well, I guess I'll hang out with Anne today. Okay, now I guess I'll hang out with other guy. Okay. I guess I'll take a bath now. Okay, day's over. Next day, I guess I'll clean the shop. I, I guess I'll go eat a burger at the burger place. I guess I'll go talk to the, the politician guy. Okay, time to go to sleep. Oh, it's Monday. Gotta go to school. I do like the fact that uh, the lectures, the, the when you go to school, you're sitting in a class and you get a brief lecture about something. And when you get to the point in the year where you have your midterms or whatever, the stuff that was in the class is actually on the test. I think that's really well done because you have to pay attention. <laughs> Even if, because they'll ask you a question, you get it right or you don't. 
but that is usually something about what they were talking about is going to be on the test so pay attention i like that that's very cool um but so you know spending time with your friends is not a waste of time what i'm complaining about is just how much time you need to fill between major gameplay scenarios and there's so much time between major gameplay scenarios that the characters themselves constantly bitch about how bored they are and they're like oh man is this person gonna like did did we steal their heart or not you think it's gonna work i don't know maybe we need to wait another day or two or three or four or week or two weeks they're just constant and then the person's like i've had a change of heart we were the best phantom thieves forever yay and then for the next couple of weeks all the characters are like man i really wish something would happen it's so boring without a heart to steal you know yeah i know i mean i I guess we can go to the amusement park and hang out. We can't actually do anything there, but we can hang out and rank up our relationships and um, maybe get a, a passive bonus that will be useful in the next uh, dungeon or uh, palace whenever that rolls around in the next couple of weeks. There's a sequence that I was really excited for. The, the, the main cast goes to Hawaii. And one of your your party members actually goes to a different school, so he's you know his school's going to a completely different place. I'm like, oh, oh, this is interesting. We're going to a new location, so there's probably going to be a new dungeon here in Hawaii, and we can't use the one character because he's off uh, in California or something. Neat. Nope. Nothing happens. The Hawaii the Hawaii trip. Nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens. There's no bad guy. There's no dungeon. I think there's one instance in that entire sequence where you are free to walk around literally one screen and talk to, I think, three people for some reason. Oh, and you decide, you can pick which of, I think, three people you go hang out on the beach with. That's it. Oh, and that one kid who, the, the one member of your party who was not there, he shows up anyway. Well, okay. That was, uh. A bit of a missed opportunity, methinks. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, why? Man. That game frustrates the hell out of me, cause the oh god the 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 palace the the gameplay stuff where you infiltrate palaces that's so good, but the rest of the game is just so boring <laughs> to me. I, I'm in, I am in the extreme minority on this one. So uh, most people really really love all elements of that game. So. It, you know, certainly don't don't take my opinion as you know law or something because I I am a, again extreme minority opinion here. Uh, let's see. Uh, did I get back to the Ring of Judgment? Hi, Jared. I'm blanking. What is the Ring of Judgment? Uh, let's see. Lee says uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.3 just had just had has just a cutscene, so that wouldn't be any different. Yeah. Uh, Eighth says uh, Persona games are kind of life lifetimes, though. That day to day, if the high schoolers life sims, I get what you're saying. Yes, it is. I like the. I really, really like the idea of what um, Persona, well, Persona 5, I, again, I haven't played the other games. Uh, I really genuinely do like the idea of what Persona 5 is doing. I just am not clicking with the execution. Uh, I've talked about this in other podcasts, but I, I think if Persona 5 was... I think the strict adherence to the calendar might be a mistake. Because you end up in these situations of you have weeks with nothing to do. 
or well with no major plot development happening right <clears throat> so I I like the idea of the game happening on a schedule I, I, I think that builds some really interesting structure I like the idea of time limits it's like do whatever you want but you have to finish the palace by this point what the game really expects you to you to do is to you know do a little bit of the palace and then uh, leave and you know, go bowling or something. Is there bowling? I don't think there's bowling. Play billiards. Um, and then, you, you know, go d do some other stuff. And then, then go back to the palace and uh, do a little bit more. So you're, I think what the game wants you to do is play through the palace little bit by little bit throughout the two weeks or so that it gives you. That's not how I do it, because by the time I get to a, pl a, a, a palace, I am so starved for gameplay, in addition to the gameplay of the palaces just being so damn fun, that I just go through the entire palace in one shot, if it allows you. Sometimes you have to go out uh, to go do something in the real world so that you can make more progress in the palace. Um, honestly, I, I think... Really, what would fix the game for me is make it more like Yakuza. Make the various activities that you do in and around the various uh, towns you visit actually interactable, you know, playable, actual mini-games, something to do, something to play. There's an arcade, but you can't play any of the games. There's a, there's a movie theater, but you can't watch any of the movies. And I don't expect like a full two-hour film in the movie, but uh, you know, in the Yakuza games, you go into the theater and there's a little mini game where you're trying to stay awake throughout, the, you know, and see the entire movie. It's it's fun, right? Go sing karaoke, and there's an actual rhythm mini game of singing karaoke, right? I I, I think if Persona Five had made the various activities that you could do more interactable, rather than just a and then whatever your character's name is, did a thing. Okay. <laughs> you know? Uh, if the activities were more like the very few activities like the uh, uh, batting cage, where there's actually a, a pretty fun little mini-game, um, it, it's, it's actually neat. You move a cursor, and uh, you know the ball comes at you, you move the cursor, hit the button to swing the bat. But you have to kind of swing under the pitch a little bit to pop it up to get a home run it's a neat mechanic it's pretty cool it's one of the best mini games in there because it's one of the best activities in there because it's one of the only ones where you actually do something you know in the yakuza games you go into the arcade and you can play little video games you can play the the, the claw machine and things like that um in in this one there's there are arcade games and you do meet a, uh, some kid who teaches you how to play arcade games, but you don't actually get to do anything. So I think that would have made it better for me. Also, don't write dial if you, if the characters in the game are bored because there's nothing to do because the story isn't progressing fast enough. That should be a clue <laughs> that you need to tighten things up or rethink the structure. So chaos, hello. All right, but that, that's enough about AI and uh, Persona 5, which I plan to get back to sometime this year. That's a New Year's resolution of mine. I, I, I got to the boss that's a wave waves of enemies that you have to defeat all four or five of them at the same time where they just respawn. Gotta hate that. And the whole thing is timed. You've got 30 minutes. I hate that boss fight. But... I, I would really like to see what the other probably two or three more palaces of the game are, because they're really good. I'd like to get past that one point. So that, that's a New Year's resolution for me. All right, so let's talk about um, DC. Uh, because this year, this, this year, this week, uh, they announced a slate of new DC movies and DC TV shows. And it's, it's like, ooh, fun stuff coming. Yay, I hope it's good. Whenever a company takes a lot of time to announce a lot of things, I always poke around the news a little bit and go, okay, 
what other news came out today that you want to distract me from? And this one was really no different. Uh, so, um, a huge chunk of the Warner Brothers Discovery Library is going to be hosted for free with ads on Roku and Tubi. A lot of it. So that stuff you were that you used to be paying a subscription to HBO Max to watch, it's going to be free with ads on Roku and Tubi. That's embarrassing. The, no, no, don't don't look over here. Superman and Swamp Thing, <laughs> the Authority. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I also read a quote um, from what's what's his face. Uh, you know the the, the two. Um, uh, 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 co-chairs of DC Studios, uh, Peter Safran and uh, 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 James Gunn. Uh, Safran was actually interviewed by someone and was talking about uh, <sighs> James Gunn being the popular one gets to go out and announce all the cool new stuff. Safran, the guy that really nobody knows, he has to be the guy who has to fall on uh, the, the David Zasloff sword and say, oh no, the guy who runs Warner Brothers Discovery, he's a really smart, good person who makes very good, smart decisions. Totes, for sure, honestly, yo. Uh, so he said the Batgirl movie, which was one of many projects that were outright canceled, um, he says the Batgirl movie was not releasable. It would have hurt DC. Which is bullshit. I mean, have you seen half of the movies that DC has released? I, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe the Batgirl movie was that bad. I don't think it's possible for a movie to be that bad. Half the DC movies are actually really, really good, but half of them are really, really bad. <laughs> you know? So, um... So it's, um, you know what, uh, you know, the, the company that released uh, the first Suicide Squad, um, uh, the theatrical version of Justice League, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman 2, Black Adam, they were like, oh man, Batgirl, that movie, yeah, not releasable, that would have hurt DC, I don't believe you, Pete, I don't believe you. David Zasloff is a bigot and an idiot, and he's very bad at business. I understand that you can't say that because, you know, he signed your paycheck, but yeah. No one believes you, Pete. I'm sorry you've got such a such a terrible role. You remember those poor guys who were sent out on stage at the Blizzard Con a couple of years ago? And was like, yeah, Diablo on mobile, don't you all have phones? Those poor slobs didn't make that decision. They just had to deliver the news. <laughs> It's not their fault, probably. They were just—they had to go hype up a game that nobody wanted, <laughs> except the shareholders, because they're like, "Yeah, we we can, you know, monetize the shit out of this. Why sell a video game for sixty dollars when we can sell a video game for sixty dollars that people have to keep paying us to play forever?" Uh oh the the trails manga yeah I I did finish the uh oh god the the, the ring of judgment that's the name of the 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 trails from zero prequel manga that you linked me to I'm sorry that's what it is yes I did finish reading that uh thank you uh thanks for sending that my way it's a you know cute little read it feels like something that was I mean, it's like four or five chapters. It definitely feels something like the author's like, I've got 15 or 20 chapters worth of story, but they're only giving me the space of four chapters. So, but, you know, it, you know, it was still cute. I really loved, um, there's, a, I'm all over in this podcast today, but uh, there's a bit where uh, there's essentially th this magic ring that uh, takes over your soul or something and, and just like, makes you feel bad about all the bad things you've done in your life. So you put on the ring and it's like, I'm a bad person. And then your despair manifests as a monster or something like that. Well, you don't want Joshua picking up that ring because, oh, he's got a, he's got baggage in his past. 
Uh, so he picks it up and is starting to fall under its sway, and then Estelle like beats him over the head with it, her stick, and then she picks it up, and they're they're like, "Oh no!" But she's not. A, but it turns out, you know, cliffhanger. And the next chapter, it's like she's not affected by it. It's like, does she have no trauma in her life? Josh is like, no, she's got her fair share, but she's just so gosh darn up and chipper and hopeful that it just doesn't really affect her. And I thought that was a nice subversion of where this type of story would generally go. That, that the character is just so obnoxiously um, optimistic and hopeful that the the ring of despair just doesn't really, or I guess it's the titular ring of judgment, doesn't have any effect on her, which is pretty funny. So, Anyway, thanks for sharing that with me. I, it, was a, it was a fun little read. Um, okay, so anyway, uh, we will probably never get to see the Batgirl movie. My understanding is legally we can't, unless someone steals it and leaks it. Um, I, I don't understand the legalities, but from what I've, what I'm gathering from the information I'm reading is that whatever Warner Brothers Discovery did to do whatever tax write-off means they legally cannot change their mind and release it because they've already cashed the check for or something. I don't understand how it works. Anyway. <clears throat> yes, a movie can be that bad, says Chaos Dragon Ball Evolution. That's true. Yes. Could the Batgirl movie be just unbelievably bad? Like, even worse than the worst of the DC movies from the past eight years. Yes, that that is a possible thing. Is that likely? No. It's probably no worse than the worst DC movies. Like, I just watched Black Adam. It's not good. I'd go so far as to say it's bad. Not that there's nothing to enjoy or nothing to like, but it's sadly just not a good movie. You know, is is uh, Batgirl that much worse than Black Adam or Wonder Woman 84 or the Aronofsky Suicide Squad or Batman v Superman or the Theatrical Justice League? I have not seen the Snyder Cut. Um, doubtful. Possible? Yes, sure. Likely? I, I, my money's on no. It's probably fine. <laughs> you know, at at worst, it's probably eh, it's all right, but doesn't really matter. We're not going to get to see it, probably, and that's a damn shame for everyone who worked hard on it. So, sucks. Anyway, so uh, what's on the uh, DC movie slate? Well, uh, movies. We've got uh, Superman Legacy, so we get a Superman movie. That's no surprise. Uh, this is going to be a uh, younger Superman. Not Superboy, Superman, and apparently not an origin story, but Clark's younger days. All right, cool. Um, the Brave and the Bold, which is Batman. And this is in addition to all the other movies that have already been announced, like The Batman 2, um, Aquaman 2, um, something else. Uh, the Flash movie. Um, <clears throat> the, the, these are newly announced stuff, so... Uh, we've got Superman, Batman. Batman Brave, Brave and the Bold is uh, apparently going to introduce Robin, but they're skipping a bunch of Robins and going straight to uh, Damian Wayne, which, interesting choice. I mean, maybe they're thinking, it's like, ah, nobody likes Robin. No one wants Robin. Wait, what if we skip to the Robin that you're not supposed to like because he's a psychotic little asshole? That's how we get Robin in there. We get the Robin that you're not supposed to like. Ha ha, genius! I have no idea. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um, that's, I would imagine it will be along the lines of the Woman of Tomorrow actual comic series, which I've not read, but uh, from what I understand, it's very... space adventure like a... I don't know, Barbara, not Barbarella, but but like, you know, uh, uh, John Carter or something like that, right? Very space opera kind, kind of a feeling to Supergirl. So 
certainly totally distinct from what they're probably doing with Superman Legacy. So, Superman, Supergirl, Batman. Cool. Uh, what else do we got? We've got Swamp Thing. Okay, cool. Uh, we've had two Swamp Thing movies. Uh, the Wes Craven one's entertaining. The sequel is... If you're in the right mood, it can be fun. Uh, they they tried to do a TV series, and then they must have just run out of money because that show, while it was pretty good, just stops. I don't know if it was canceled, or they ran out of money, or COVID, or, or what the hell happened, but uh, I watched it. I think it's like eight episodes. It's pretty good. And then it just ends. Or it doesn't even end. It just stops. Which is... A shame. And Adrian Barbeau's in it. Doesn't play the same character, but she's in it, and that makes it that much better. Uh, so, Swamp Thing movie. Cool. Uh, Batman will be in public domain in 12 years, so we might find more weird Batmans. <laughs> Chaos says, I loathe Damian Wayne. Yeah, well, that character, it, generally, I'm sure he's been depicted in several different ways, but for those who don't know, Damian Wayne is the child of uh, Bruce and... Uh, 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 Talia al Ghul, the daughter of uh, Raz al Ghul, the leader of the League of Shadows or something like that. So, uh, little Damien has been raised to be a unfeeling killer. He, he's an assassin. That's that's how he's been raised. But for some reason, when he's 12 years old, probably because you know Batman defeats uh, uh, Raz al Ghul, Talia just drops his ass off with Bruce and says, here, you raise him. So, <clears throat> Bruce... Troubled as he is, has to tell Damian Wayne to lighten the hell up. <laughs> it's like, dude, now that's dark. Stop it. You know? Um, um, <laughs> which is what that, that, that Batman slaps Robin meme comes from. It, it doesn't at all. But it would be funny if it did. Um, maybe, maybe they'll recreate that just with Damian Wayne. <laughs> it just slaps. <laughs> no! <laughs> bad, bad, uh, what's his name? Damien. Bad Damien. I, I have no idea what they're doing. That's, they, they just gave us basic premises. Uh, the, uh, the, and the fifth and final movie that they announced, new movie, is The Authority. Huh. The Authority? Really? I, again, another book I've not read, but I've heard of. Um, it's essentially like, um, I guess the what's the evil Justice League? Well, it's not it's not exactly evil Justice League. It's more morally compromised, or it's like if the Justice League was populated with people like the Punisher or uh, the the uh, the Seven from the Boys, you know that kind of a thing. Uh, still, ostensibly the heroes and the good guys, but pretty. Pretty mean. At least that, that's my impression for, you know, reading the back of the book. I, again, I haven't read any of the authority. Um, and for a minute, I was like, the authority? I, th I think I had to Wikipedia that one. I'm like, oh, yeah, that property. Oh, I've heard of that. Sure. So, uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, but that's not, uh, let's see. Lee says, when Winnie the Pooh became public domain, we got a weird horror movie. Yeah, there, there's a Winnie the Pooh slasher movie that just came out. And it's getting a sequel. I think it's called Blood and Honey. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but okay. Oh, uh, yeah, Justice Lords. I think that. Thank you, Chaos. I think that's what it is. I, you know, they had. Uh, you know, I think the Batman equivalent is Owl Man, and it's. Uh, uh, I, I don't remember what the, what the counterparts are. Um, so, uh, but not only TV shows, but, uh, I'm sorry, not only movies, but TV shows. So, here are the shows. Creature Commandos. Now, this one I honestly had not heard of and I had to look up. But it's uh, essentially Suicide Squad, but with monsters. Like werewolves and vampires and stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that, sure. Uh, a show based on uh, Amanda Waller. Uh, apparently she's, uh, it's gonna have the, uh, the Peacemaker team in it, so she has to team up with the Peacemaker team to do stuff? I don't know, but, cool. Uh, 
everyone loves Viola Davis. Uh, unfortunately, the character, as portrayed in the movies, her character just... I don't think they've really settled on what her character is, because she's so different movie to movie. Still great, but it'll be interesting to see what they land on with that character. Uh, Booster Gold. Uh, that's not terribly surprising. That That's a character who has a lot of fan support. If you're not familiar with Booster Gold, Booster Gold is... I don't remember the character's actual name, but he's a guy who lives like in the far-flung future, like the 25th century or something. And he's just some aimless schlub. So he uh, gathers up, you know, a bunch of common household items, which are, you know, technologically advanced by our standards, travels back in time to the late 20th century, or I guess for this show, the early 21st, and becomes a superhero with his somewhat limited and not always correct knowledge of history and the gadgets he brought with him from the future. But he's still kind of an idiot and a loser. So it's, it's a comedy and it, it, it could be, it could be really good. Uh, two more lanterns, not green lantern, just lanterns. I mean, it could be about a bunch of green lanterns, but maybe we're getting multiple colored lanterns. Dunno. Although I have to imagine if, if they're, if they're going to start introducing lanterns all over the place, uh, they've got to be like, keeping uh you know uh, the black lanterns you know the zombies in their back pocket to bring back some of the original actors like uh uh you know Henry Cavill and uh, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and uh um Ray Ray Parker Jr. no Ray whoever played Cyborg um and uh who else Jason Momoa um <clears throat> Ezra Miller can go jump off a cliff they suck. Health issues be damned. You know, health, you know, mental health issues don't make you into a violent, sadistic asswipe. Being a violent, sadistic asswipe makes you a violent, sadistic asswipe. You may have health issues on top of that, and if you do, I hope you get the treatment you need, but that's not an excuse for being a violent, sadistic asswipe. So Ezra can jump in a lake. But, you know, if they do, like, Black Lanterns at some point in the future, they're definitely bringing back Henry Cavill and all the original cast members as, as zombies. That, that's what I think, anyway. That'd be fun. Uh, Lantern's going to focus on Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Okay, so Green Lanterns, traditionally. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Booster Gold says Chaos could be a lot of fun if they don't screw it up. I mean, that, that yeah, that, that kind of goes for all of them. You know, I, I think as long as you don't screw it up, it, it could be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with that. And lastly, uh, Paradise Lost, which is apparently going to be a uh, Themyscira show. Um, is it going to be concurrent or kind of more of a prequel that maybe predates Diana or features young Diana or just Diana before she leaves the island and goes out into the world of man? have no idea but uh, Themyscira the show so okay it, like it, like Chaos points out um, uh, it could be a lot of fun if they don't screw it up <laughs> which is which is uh, yeah that, I, I agree that, a, a universally applicable sentiment so, um, yeah, so some definitely some interesting things to look forward to. What immediately uh, piques my interest? Well, the stuff I haven't seen before. Uh, I'd, I'd say the thing I want to see, if I had to watch just from premise alone, Andrew, what do you want to watch of that uh, slate of films and TV shows? What do you want to watch right now? Creature Commandos. I want to watch werewolves and vampires and stuff and just go on missions. That, that sounds fun. So, yeah, that would be my pick. And then, uh, generally, I, I gravitate towards things that are less familiar to me. So, next on the list would probably be The Authority. Because while I'm aware of the existence of the property, it's it's not one I've read. So, uh, so I'd be interested. To, so, uh, hopefully... Uh, Hopefully this all uh, it turns out to be great. Uh, DC, in my opinion, on average, 
it, you know, their shows, their movies range from are either really good or really bad. There's not a lot of middle ground. You some of their films are just outright bad, and some of them are great. And well, it's great that half of them are great. So hopefully, uh, they'll 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 up that average a bit in the future. So um, for those who uh, lanterns, for those who don't know, uh, you're probably all familiar with uh, Green Green Lantern, right? Um, the lanterns are like Power Rangers or Skittles or uh, Sailor Moon or something. They're, they're, there's a bunch of different colors. There's 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 yellow lanterns. You've probably seen Sinestro in yellow, but there's also the Red Lantern Corps, which is you know the fear. Green is uh, will. Yellow is fear. Um, Red Lantern Corps is, uh, I think, anger or rage or wrath or something like that. And there's a kitty. Red Lantern, which makes it the best Lantern Corps because of the kitty. Um, something Star? I don't remember. Uh, let's see. There's the blue ones, which are... I honestly don't remember. Uh, there's the, 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 the... Can you guess what the pink ones are? It's, it's love or something. I think there's actually a purple or indigo one also. And then the there's actually a white Lantern... Isn't Swamp Thing a White Lantern, or was it one point? Am I misremembering that? I I, I I don't know. I'm 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 a superhero dork, but I'm not as big a comic dork as others. So yeah, I think something's telling me I'm right. Maybe I've got that confused with something else, but. Um, I also, you know what I need to do? I need to read the Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing. I have, I've always heard that it's like the best run on that character, and I've never read it. And I've read several of Moore's stuff, and uh, generally I, I quite like it. You know, I've, I've naturally have read Watchmen, and I read uh, uh, what else has he written? Uh, v for Vendetta. So I've read a bunch of his work, and it's usually quite good. I'm generally not as enamored with it as as many, but uh, yeah, I've, I've I've always quite liked more. More is interesting these days. He is a crotchety old man. He's kind of like John Carpenter these days. Um, let's see, what was I talking about? Oh, and then the Black Lanterns are zombies. Blue is hope. Okay, pink is love. Red is rage. Blue is hope. And thank you, Jared and Chaos. Yeah. Uh, so so there's there there's the lanterns are rainbow colors. So. Um, maybe they're, they're gonna do their own little, you know, cause Marvel had the color-coded rocks, uh, uh DC has the color-coded cops, space cops, <laughs> so that, that's, those are gonna be your weird colorful rainbow MacGuffins that, uh, do your, I think they, uh, I think they said something like, well, you see, Marvel, they do phases, DC does chapters, and this chapter one is gods and monsters, Okay, just make good movies. <laughs> I don't care. I honestly don't... I, I know this is important to some people, but to me, I do not give the slightest shit about how you arbitrarily portion your... Uh, <clears throat> uh, or uh, partition your films into chapters or phases or arcs. Or, I don't care. Just make good movies and TV shows. Which... You know, if you don't screw it up, <laughs> it might be fun. <laughs> so pink is neutral, red and yellow, mainly bad. Mm. Yeah, um, I yeah, I'm I'm only familiar mostly. Like I couldn't name any characters from the Blue Lantern Corps or the Violet Lantern Corps. There's a uh, I. I mean, Sinestra, obviously you have Hal Jordan, John Stewart, the Green Lanterns, and several other Kalawag and stuff. Um, Sinestro, you'll know from the yellow. There, there's the, the big dude and the cat in the Red Lantern Corps. The pink one is Scarlet something or... What the hell is her name? Um, I forget her name. But there, there's one 
Siren Temptress. I think used to date Hal Jordan or something like that. Um, the Scarlet... Uh, the Scarlet Scallywag. I don't remember her name. Um, assuming they'll be building up to Darkseid. Um... Maybe? I, I mean, I isn't Darkseid like a presence in the Snyder Cut of Justice League? So, I, I mean, eventually, yes. As long as the whole thing doesn't fall apart and the company collapses or something. Yes, eventually they'll hit Darkseid. But, um... I would imagine that for this first arc or chapter or whatever, at best, they'll do a Thanos thing where, you know, it's like, oh, there's there's someone out there who can challenge your power. Oh, my gosh. And then Darkseid turns around and harumphs. And that's it. Star Sapphire. Thank you. What was I saying? I was saying... What was I saying? I was saying a Scarlet something. Yeah, Star Sapphire. Thank you, Kaz. That, that's who I was trying to think of. And, um... Uh, yeah, Blue and Indigo, I couldn't name it. I, I can't even picture one of the characters. Um, I still think, I, I still think Swamp Thing was a White Lantern or had something to, again, don't remember. Alright, that's enough. Oh, 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 yes, let the blood flow return to the left thigh. There we go. Alright, so, uh, I guess I'll, uh, Keep reading or watching AI the Somnium Files. Hey, the story's fine. The characters are cute. It's, it's genuinely funny in a lot of places. Um, oh, here's a weird thing. Uh, back to AI. Uh, there's one point. The second... There's the opening tutorial. I said there's three dreams so far in the 12 or 13 hours I've been playing the game. Um, the opening one is tutorial. The second dream you get to, there's a split path. And so, like in the, the 999 games, the, the, the nonary games or whatever, you know, Nine Doors, Nine Persons, Nine Hours, and uh, Zero Time Dilemma, and whatever the other one's called, um, they have these little uh, flow charts where you can jump around and try different options and go through a different story path, right? So far in AI The Somnium Files, there is only one deviation. There's only been three dreams so far, but there was only one deviation in the second dream first dream that's not a tutorial dream and i was like oh well, this is what we're doing this is interesting so now we're going back down this path and we'll go through the other one later i was expecting the other path to split at some point but not so far is there just one split do i have to play through the game a second time i hope that second path is like markedly different or it's gonna be really really boring so all right, uh, tomorrow is the first Sunday of uh, February. <clears throat> first Sunday of February. Do I have a condensation or have I got a leak here? Hmm. Um, which means we'll be playing something other than Trails from Zero, which I promise I have not been, uh, you know, obsessively grinding off camera, raising the characters to absurd levels, you know, so when we get back to Trails from Zero, the characters will not be at level 15 or something, they'll be at level 14. Which is not too terribly high, I don't think so, it's so, I, I did some off-camera grinding, okay? Sue me. Um, I also played in the casino and got money and, and bought bought some new equipment for the characters some new quartz um bought a cover plate one of, one of the orbit cover plates for one of the characters um found an enemy that dropped the u material that you can use to upgrade your uh your character's weapons so just fought a bunch of them until i got enough material to upgrade all the weapons <laughs> because i wasn't doing anything else but we will not be playing uh, Trails from Zero tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we will be returning to uh, Trauma Team. Because it's a great game. And I enjoy playing it. And I think more people should see it. So I I think that that might be what we do that for the first part of the year. We'll we'll do uh, Trails from Zero. And then the first uh, Sunday of the month we'll play uh, Trauma Team until we finish with that. And then we'll go back to just trying different things on the first Sunday of every month. So, that's the plan thus far. Um, uh, the Last of Us uh, TV show is uh, pretty good. I'm really impressed with uh, 
how they're following the game, but very cleverly adapting it for a television show. I, I think they're doing a nice job so far. Plenty more episodes to go, I'm sure. But they're doing such a good job that I'm, and this is kind of a backhanded compliment, but they're doing such a great job with The Last of Us TV show that I really want to watch season two. <laughs> the much, to me, the much more interesting story. I'm like, oh, wow. If they're enhancing the story of the first game this well, imagine what they could do with the actual good story, <laughs> which was handicapped by yeah, some of the necessities of gameplay, the fact that they hadn't planned that story when they en when they ended the first game originally, and and some other things. So, yeah, I'm uh, the uh, the Last of Us is so good it makes me excited for watching the next season. There you go. All right, that's it for me tonight. Uh, thank you all for watching. Hope you had fun, and uh, I hope we get some great uh, DC movie and shows in the next couple of years. So, uh, boy, I really need to get back to that whole uh, Andrew watches superhero movies that. I haven't seen before because man after 10 duds I just kind of gave up on that series last April I, sh I should probably pick that up again I think the next one is um, Ghost Rider I think is the next one so <sighs> I'll think about it alright take care everyone bye bye